Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made, that we gather as a church, Spring of Life Fellowship, Lord. We're members that you have added to this church, Lord, with a vision to change the world. We're not here as spectators. Uh, you've put together a team that's traveling to nations, Lord. Um, the revelation you gave us on the way back that just like people travel to other cities to play baseball and other people travel to other nations to play soccer, you have put together a team in this church of incredible men that are scoring goals for the kingdom of God and making home runs and, and, and impacting the lives of nations. We're not just playing around, but we're impacting uh, what you've given us, Lord, is able to impact the lives of entire nations, Lord. Um, now we move to Warsaw, Lord, and we pray your covering and your blessing and your prosperity. Today, Lord, bless your word and allow us to see how you have always put teams together to change the world. And we pray, Father God, that we would be members of this team, that we not be spectators, that we not be negligent, neglectful, uh, absent, not participating, but that each one participates in the manner that you have them participate, Lord. Uh, like Pastor Palma said, we're weak in some areas and you've put strength in the others, Lord. And where one is weak, the other one is strong. And where one is strong, Lord, you have allowed uh, there to be a covering for those who are weak, Lord. But we all make it because Jesus is strong. And Jesus, Father God, carried his part in this redemption plan, Lord. Let us do our part like he did us like he did his Lord and that father that we might participate in your glorious plan to seek and save the lost Lord and to transform the world by filling it with your glory bless your word allow it to be a good seed planted in good heart that not return void Lord allow us to capture your word Lord and to walk in obedience to your game plan not be distracted in the vanity of this life we pray in Jesus name amen amen and amen uh, our responsibility is huge. We have asked the Lord to give us broad shoulders to carry the weight of this responsibility. Um, God in the beginning uh, has a model in eternity. Um, you, you need to know your God. If you know your God, you will do great exploits, the Bible says. Those, the people that know their God will do great big things. If it wasn't for us connecting with the Lord, we wouldn't be participating at this level. We would all be working on our own for our own interests. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, up in eternity, this is the beginning of God's game plan, uh, creating uh, the, the course of history. And I just want to focus on one word in this entire verse. And here it is. Uh, then God said, let us. Okay? That word us is the mind of God. It's, it's, it's the heart of God. It's the disposition of the Lord. Let us. Let us what? Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. You'll see the inclusiveness of God is always from eternity on a team. And his team is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Whenever you're doing something yourself, excluded from your team, you're outside of God. Just understand that. That's called selfishness. God did not call you to kidnap your family and go do something on your own. He put you among a lot of families. 
so that us are a team. And that has always been God's heart, so that us uh, is able to carry and garner the glory. Uh, we, we do some incredible things here in Je- uh, Psalm 68, verse 6. He says he puts the individual in a team called family. God sets the solitary in family. Why? This is nothing great. There's no greater force upon the earth than a family. He told Abraham, you will be an example and a blessing to all the families on the earth. Not the singularity, not the independence. I am who I am. I want to be who I am. No, no, no. That is Satan's nature. Satan's nature is I will lift up my throne. I will put my throne above God's throne. I will set myself on high. I, I, I. And that excludes you from the team of God. A Christian church would be yelling by now saying, Amen, pastor. Preach it like it is. Because uh, he, he took us out of selfishness and put us on a team through the blood of the lamb. And so this is the crisis of man. He says God set the solitary in family. He brings out those who are captive, those that are in prison. If you're selfish, you're in a prison. And it says, what about you? Um, you're bound and, and you can't reach prosperity. He brings those people out of prison to prosperity, but the rebellious will always dwell in a dry land. Why? They don't, they can't form team. They don't know how to get um, put into the mix of working together. So always ask God, Lord, I want to have your spirit, the spirit of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working in conjunction, making creation. Let us Make man in our image. And according to this unity of work, that all three of them on the same team, there's no independence wherever the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are together, there's no competition and there's no mix of, of a um, excluding nature. It's all inclusive and they're all working together for the same cause and they're all on the same page. And we saw this in Argentina, 50 men acting as one. And that, that was more powerful, I think, than even the message of what is a man. When they see 15 men all in conjunction, all, all, uh, we're, we're all on time, we're all uh, synchronized, we're having breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we're, we're at the meeting, uh, we, we don't have, no, I'm going to go to Site C, I'm going to go to the park, and no, we were all on, on the same, uh, we were all on the same page, working as one, as you guys heard the testimonies, um, the bringing together, this is uh, Psalm 133, verse 1. It says, uh, Behold how good and blessed it is when the brethren dwell together in unity. You, you guys, if, if we hear this message a thousand times, it's all because God wants greater impact. One of the things I wrote here, a team enables a common man to do uncommon things. A team is able to do greater impact than one man alone. And, and I've, I've been questioned many times, why do you travel with so many men? And it's usually one knucklehead traveling alone that's bothered. And I tell him, why do you travel alone? Why are you bothered that I'm bringing all these men to change the world? And, and the impact is huge. Now, if you do the mathematics, it doesn't make sense. Pastor... 
why, why are you spending so much money? You know how many airline tickets that is? I said, listen to me. The impact we're having in one nation. You know how many people? 45 million Argentinians. 45 million Argentinians. You think 15 men could do that? No, my friend. It's going to take a lot more than 15 men to impact a nation. But guess what? We're giving it our best shot. We're giving it our best shot. I, I, I believe we put a little dinker on the game plan. Uh, one of the things that they told us in Argentina, and this is crazy, this, is, this was it. From the time we got off the airplane and we were waiting to go through customs, a guy in the line, he says, what is that? What is a man? I said, what is a man? We're going to come to change your nation. He goes, thank God, because the women are taking over. I go, talk to me a little bit more like that. He goes, my wife wants to do her own thing. I go, you know why? Because you're a knucklehead. See, see, that was the game plan. Um, a wife wants to follow a man who's following God. And all the women say, amen. amen. Let's say it again. A, a woman wants to follow a man who's following God's game plan. And the women shout amen a little bit. A woman, she wants to be part of God's glory and see God move in her family. Uh, okay, a selfish man cannot. And God put man, he says, it's not, man, it's not good for man to be alone. So he says, he puts her in a team, but he slaps a woman on there, and now the two shall become one. The two are a team. And, and this is what we're telling the people all over the world. You're not to compete with your wife. You're not to be on a, a separate game plan. You're supposed to find what God wants. Tell your wife she affirms it. She, everything is good. And now you guys are living for the glory of God. And there's nothing more miserable than selfishness. No. It's not God's game plan. God, this is some good preaching this morning. Wake up. Absolutely. God wants a team. He wants a team to be together. Look how good and blessed it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. Why? Because it's there that God commands. Verse 3, God commands blessing there. Like dew that comes from heaven, the Lord commands blessing and an expression of life that's more powerful than if you were doing life alone. And so this is the dilemma. This is why the cross has come. Because man filled with sin, self-centered, me, myself, and I. And so all the men that ever connected with God, he was able to do great and glorious things. Look at Genesis 14, 14. Abraham was listening about a problem in the life of Lot. And the Bible says when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his house and they went in pursuit to go fight some battles. Let's, let's, let's get on the same page. Hey, Pastor, you didn't tell me you were going to Argentina. Listen to me. We only announced this six months ahead of time. Oh, you didn't tell me you were going to Poland. Listen, we're changing the world. It's right there. Want to find out? Get on the team. Find out what your position is. Find out what your part is. Don't let anybody take your place. You begin to function in the area. We, we talked about Ariel. And, and his media department, if he didn't do his part, there would be nothing to show anybody. 
And Carlos said, Ariel works like nobody works. And he was able to witness the expression of one man doing his part. And so it's super important that you, you say, okay, you're a, yesterday we were at the baseball field and one man says, I've been in your church for three years. Three years in our church? Hmm. I've never seen you. I sit in the back. Yeah, you sit in the far back. You're not on the field. You don't come to practice. Arango, what happens if you don't come to practice in major leagues? What happens? No, they kick you off the team, my friend. Come on, you don't perform. No, they kick you off the freaking team. I have not. You, you, Danny Gonzalez, you don't perform. No. They cut you. There was a guy, I don't know if you guys know this. Um, you guys tell me the guy's name. He was playing for the Oakland Raiders. $25 million. Devon, what's his name? Come on. Huh? Antonio Brown. There he is. I thought it was Devon. Antonio Brown. $25 million. And he goes out to practice and the coach says, all of you are going to wear this helmet. And Antonio Brown says, I'm not wearing that helmet. I'm Antonio Brown. I make $25 million. I just signed the contract. So I wear my own helmet. You know what the coach says? You're not performing. No. He said you're off the team. You're off the freaking team. And you don't make the $25 million. So then he gets hired by thy Patriots. $5 million. So his stupidity made him lose $20 million. I'm sure his wife is super happy. <laughs> he went from $25 million to $5 million. Now he's playing for the Patriots. And he decides that he's not going to play with his wife. He's going to beat her up for the New England Patriots. And they fire him from the New England Patriots. And they give him a severance pay of $100,000. So he lost the $5 million too. His wife is super happy. He went from $25 million to $5 million to $100,000. And he's off the Patriots too. That is, my friend, stupidity. That is selfishness. That is you in the kingdom of God. From great inheritance to less inheritance to no inheritance. You have to, you have to start crying and say, Lord, let that not be me in your kingdom. Amen. Let that not be me. That just happened within the last six months, people. Yeah. I'm not talking about five years ago or ten years ago. Six months ago, a guy went from $25 million to $100,000 because of selfishness and stupidity. Right. And so how about us? How about us and what God wants to do? One day is as a thousand years. What if you miss one day? Your inheritance is lost because you're into something else. Abraham trains 318 men to go and fight. To me, it brings joy. Uh, Joshua 23 verse 9. The Lord has driven out these great and powerful nations before you. And this day, no one can stand against you. Why? Because our team is together. 
and one man can chase a thousand and two, ten thousand and three, a million and four, I think it's 10 billion. I, I, we did the math. We, I told the accountant here, Pastor Medieros, an accountant. I said, please do the math. One is a thousand, two is ten thousand, three, a million, uh huh, and four is a billion. Imagine 15. 15, an entire nation. The nations will run if, if men come together and work for God. And you say, God, let me do my part. Let me be, I, I, the, the, the Cubans say, mi granito de arena. Let me do my part, God. Let nobody take my part, God. Let nobody take my part on the team. You put together a team. Let me be on the team. Let me be on the roster. Um, when I told Pepe, Pepe's here. He's out there doing, uh, he's a deacon. He's an usher and he's watching. I said, hey, hey, Pepe, that guy that was just here has been in our church for three years. He goes, uh-uh. I go, uh-huh. He ran after him. I said, oh, Lord, what's he going to tell him? He says, come here, sir. You've been in our church for three years? He goes, yeah. And you come on Monday night? No. He's like, I want to see you. I want to see you. So we, we need to be caring about this team that God is putting together. Verse 10, verse 10, he says, I'm driving out the nations before you. There's no one could stand against you. One man shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he who fights for you is as he who promised. He promised. You know, I, I, when I went to Dallas, I was talking about David. David put together a solid team for the Lord. First Chronicles 12, 22. We got to hurry up here. It says, day by day, men kept coming to David to help him until there was a great army. For at that time, they came to David day by day. Man after man came to help him. Say help him. Help him. A team helps, not you. Helps the team. Uh, until it was a great army like The army of God. This, this little ripple of men that are changing the world, and you're not off the team. You're not distracted. You're not on, what's that called? Um, injury reserve. Thank you. You're, you're injured reserve. You're not on injured reserve, my friend. You're going at all cylinders. You are per, you're out there, and you're doing your thing, performing like you know how to participate. Until the army is great like the army of God. For at the time they came to David day by day. This is Old Testament. The Old Testament, you see the men coming together. And verse 23, they would come to David and says, we're here to help. These were the numbers that, that were divided, that were equipped for war and came to David at Hebron to turn over the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. God has entrusted us with greater charge in these matters. And verse 21 says, uh, they helped David against the bands of raiders, for they were all mighty men of valor. They were captains in the armies. You're going to train the men that come after you. One of the incredible things that's happening to this church right now is every country we go to, they tell us, we have relatives and friends that live in Miami. We're going to tell them to go to your church. So it begins to increment 
people are going to be added and they're going to begin to follow Jesus Cuevas. How does Jesus Cuevas, he's been here for 20 years, Jesus Cuevas, uh, how you are captain, you are lieutenant, you're, you're, what is your part? These are men of valor. They're taking charge of responsibility. They're fighting the battles of the Lord like David's valiant men. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, the last verses. You need to read this real quick. Um, 1 Samuel 22, verse 1 first. Let's go to 1 Samuel 22, 1. Um, David departed there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. There's their, their gathering place. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard about it, they went out there too. And verse uh, 2 says like this. Here's, here's David's team. Ready? And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, everyone who was discontent gathered with David and they became captain over them. And um, he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. The distress, the indebted, the discontent. Those men were, were a rowdy bunch. Uh, when Ephraim, uh, we told them that they were going to go preach at that other church on Sunday. We all went to the main church. They went to a side church. And Ephraim told Carago, man, I can't believe they're sending two delinquents to this place. <laughs> two ex-delinquents. Two men that now are championing the cause of God. They know what to do. They know how to do it. They're lifting up the banner of the Lord. David was there gathered. 2 Samuel 23 now. We're going to go quick. We're going to finish right now. Um, these, verse 1, 2 Samuel 23, 1. These are the last words of David. David had a secret recipe. He had the ingredients on how to, to form these teams. And David, the son of Jesse, thus says, the, the man raised up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist, the one who would compose the psalms, the, the songs, all these songs that you and I read are, are by David. The spirit of the Lord spoke by me. His word was on my tongue. I was able to form teams that changed the world. Uh, under David's administration and the men that God gave him, Israel became the most powerful force upon the earth. No one content, could contend against this man. The queen of Sheba went, came from a faraway land, says, I want to come and inspect and see the wisdom of God on how the men act. People are freaking out. They said, no one has ever come to Argentina with 15 men that haven't come there looking for some remuneration. How much are they going to pay us, pastor? They're going to pay us nothing. We're going to leave our underwears there and our glasses. <laughs> what for? So they see that we're not there taking. We're there giving. Amen. And it costs us. It's a price we're paying. We, we're not going to pass the plate and say, well, if you guys sign a contract for $10,000, we'll go. No. We're going to give what God has blessed us with because we know that the God of the heavens doesn't Owe any man anything. Amen. Whatever you move in the direction of God, heaven will open and bestow upon you. David kept on saying, the spirit of the Lord was on my tongue. I spoke the word of the Lord. Verse 3, I governed my family. The God of Israel, the rock of Israel spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just. If you're going to lead men, you can't lead men where you're not going, my friend. Oh, let's change the world. The way we change the world, you don't come. Oh, let's, let's, uh. no, you got to do what you want other men to do. 
And I could see Argentinian men, 15 men strong, going to other nations. They're going to follow our example. You can't follow an example that doesn't exist. A team puts forth this, when you rule over men, uh, you must be just, ruling in the fear of God. Verse 4, don't I have my house, shall it be like the light of the morning when the sun comes out, when the sun rises, a morning without clouds. When the grass is growing tender by the clearing, by the clear shining after the rain. Verse 5, this cultivating a harvest, although my house is not with, uh, with God, not it says, although my house is not so with God, yet he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure, for this is, the will, this, this, um, this is all my salvation and all my desire. He will not make it increase. Verse 6. But the sons of rebellion, he, this is right before David is going to die. He says, listen. There's two types of men. Men you could lead and men that rebel, that are not going to follow. These sons of rebellion, the sons of rebellion shall be as thorns. They're to, they're to be thrown away because you cannot lead them with the hand. You can't take them by the hand. You can't let, the next verse, verse 7. But the man who touches these rebellious men must be armed with an iron shaft, a spear. And they shall be utterly burned with fire in their place. They're not going to go and grow forth fruit. Thorns and thistles without fruit are to be thrown in the fire. Jesus comes and he starts a team with the 12 disciples. And they change the world. All different types of men. I just, I just pray that God continues to act, to, to put together like-minded men. Like-minded families. If you have confusion in your home, if you have chaos in your marriage, it doesn't work, your family doesn't work. If you have chaos in your family, you can't participate at church because you're always invested in your family. The me, myself, and I scenario. Isaiah chapter uh, 3 verse 1 says, the Lord will withhold takes away from Jerusalem the stock, the store, the whole supply of bread, the whole supply of water. If you read this chapter and you see verse 2, he says he withdraws the mighty man, the man of war, the judge, the prophet, the diviner, the elder. God withdraws. And when you see this, this is a man who doesn't want to be part of the team. You read chapter 3 on your own. When you're excluded from the team, the subtraction begins to impact the move of God. Let's stand this morning and say, God, I, I need to stop being selfish. I need to stop having my own agenda. I need to stop having a pursuit after what I can do on my own reach. Because how many know you can't do what God wants to do with you? Amen. What God's plan are a lot greater than your plans. You're, you're putting together some raisins and God wants you to carry a cluster of grapes. You're trying to impact, well, pastor, I'm witnessing to a person. Yeah, it's great. You're witnessing to a person. God has us, asked us to impact nations. One of the things that this, this is supernatural, which, what happened two years ago in my wallet here, and I, I, I didn't know this, but I didn't do this for today, but I have it here. This is the business card of the father of the president of Poland. 
What am I going, going around carrying the business card, the, the personal contact number of John Duda, who is the father of the president of a nation? And by the way, we met him. We gave him a copy of the book, and we sent a book to his son. His son, from time to time, comes to the conference we're going to be at next weekend. And so we're impacting leaders of nations. And, and, and while we have small little brains, if we get on God's team, he expands exponentially. We could impact the world. And so this is the church. This is the local church. You fulfill your your part in that team because since the eternity, that's God's game plan. And you don't want to be non-performing, right? No, no, no. You don't want to get kicked off the team. You don't want to be excluded. You don't want to have somebody take your place in your birthright because when you're born, you have inherited rights. And the Bible says because Esau forsook his birthright, he didn't, he didn't value it. He lost it. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. He, he missed out. Be careful if anyone falls short of the grace of God and let bitterness and roots spring up and cause trouble. They trouble you, they defile you. Verse 16. Lest there be a fornicator, somebody who wants intimacy without responsibility. You want to be part of the church, but you don't want to do what you need to be like Esau who traded his birthright for one morsel of bread. One morsel of food sold his birthright. Why? He says, why do I need this? I'd rather have a plate of beans right now than have my birthright. Verse 17 says, later on he wanted, for you know that afterward when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected for he, there was found no place for repentance even though he sought it diligently with tears. But pastor, I was there for three years in your church. Ah, three years sitting in the back, disconnected, unparticipating. You didn't want to wear everyone's helmet, the same helmet everybody's wearing. You got cut from the team. You went and you messed up your family, got cut from the second team. Now you go home as, with a consolation prize. I could have, I would have, I should have. Father, we pray this morning that we all be a part of your team. You work with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You establish your teams upon the earth in the Old Testament, the New Testament. And now, Father God, in this dispensation of grace, allow us to be part, an essential part of the team according to the giftings and talents you've given us that we might change the world for your glory, Lord. Allow us not to cut corners and cheat and hide and not show up, Lord. You've given us all the same 24-hour periods, Lord, that we might use it all to seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and to be on this team that changes the world. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone says amen and amen. Greet the persons that are coming in for the next service. God bless you.